so this morning I got up and I threw on a hoodie and I took a walk and and not my usual walk the kind of walk I haven't taken in a while and didn't really realize I hadn't until this morning I didn't get up and go okay I'm gonna go here and, and figure out my distance and the time I was gonna walk and everything else for maximum efficiency which is kind of a holdover from my days in sales I didn't uh, get out there and just gun it and go, all right, we're going to walk. We're going to keep a nice brisk pace, get that heart rate up and everything else. I, I didn't. Because um, that's honestly been all my walks and shit for a while. It has. It has, man. I mean, look, if you've been in that kind of sales slash, you know, how do I put this, sales slash entrepreneurial kind of space, then this is the stuff that becomes really normal to you. Right? It does. It becomes really normal. Like, efficiency, we got to get out there and get the heart rate going and everything else because entrepreneurs and Fortune 500 CEOs, and, and you compare yourself to everything. So today I just walked down to a pond that's maybe a five to ten minute walk from my front door. Little pond, right by the road. Nothing super out of the ordinary about it. A couple of benches, little stuff. And I sat down and watched some of the birds come in, a couple of little blue herons. You know, I, I live in a coastal area, so seeing some fresh and saltwater fowl was not at all unusual, but I just don't appreciate it as much. Watch the clouds go by. On my way to this pond, there's another pond, a smaller pond, a little bit murkier, a little bit more stagnant. I kind of watched the algae that had grown on top of it. I watched the water that had gotten murky, how that was kind of green and then transitioned into brown. With a bright yellow sign that says alligators may live here, which is kind of, I don't know, there was something about the color combination that really got to me. I looked at the center island in my neighborhood and how there's all these trees and everything else, but right in the center there's one, just one stark lone light post and some benches around it. And I was just like, man, at, at night, which, and, and now I want to walk out to it when the sun's down to see it differently. And the reason I'm saying all of this and, and kind of telling you about this little stroll I took, which was just me getting out of the house for I can't even remember how long I was gone, just walking around for a minute, is because it got me thinking about influences, right? I mean, all the influences. Because I think, and, and I, I think it was with Neil Gaiman I heard him say this, that we, that we talk about... Um, uh, all of our influences in the terms of the things that are directly like the thing that we do, right? So if you're a horror writer and you go, oh, I like Clive Barker and I like Stephen King, well, of course, they're horror writers. You know, like that that makes sense. But all the associated other little tiny scraps of, of influence and idea that we get from, from everywhere, from like the entire world as how it functions and how I used to do this a ton, right? Like I was notorious as a young playwriting student for sitting solo in, in coffee shops and diners and writing down transcriptions of conversations going on around me. 
and studying the language and the emotion and the, like turns of phrase and stuff and, and how people reacted to certain situations. Like that's what I did. I don't know that this was going to be the topic today, right? Again, there, here's kind of that beauty thing of influence. This wasn't going to be the topic. We were going to talk about, like, depression or something else. I mean, shit, we were going to try to talk about anything but politics. Because if you've been in the United States or keeping up with our, our political situation, last week was like a week full of fucking Mondays. Um, All, all that was going to be on on the kick. And then I just went out on this walk. And, and got back to being influenced and got back to taking stuff in and actually came back in and said, you know what, now I'm going to sit down. I'm going to do my writing time now because my first thing in the morning is usually the very best for my creativity and, and, and sat down and came up with another two story ideas and kind of fleshed out and played with them a little bit and, and thought about some of the problems with the piece I'm currently working on. And this is all helping to grow the novel better. You know, this, if you've been listening to me for a few weeks, it's been this revelation that like just trying to do the slow day-to-day -day march to the novel is horseshit. Like it, it's good to have a goal to get somewhere, but you're going to move different places. It doesn't really matter what you're writing. It matters that you're writing. And that's kind of a universal theme you pick up when you hear from anybody talk on writing you're going to leave projects for a minute to go work on other stuff, to come back to them because you need to let things digest and work. Like it, it just happens that way. And that's not unusual for me to think about because in that myriad of, of, in that myriad of experiences in my life, I was an airplane mechanic in, in the military. That's what I did in case you were wondering. Uh, and, and, so in the military, as an airplane mechanic, and oftentimes you have to leave things to cure. You have to leave things to set properly. You have to wait for the air to fully deflate from a system. Like, there's a lot of times you have to wait, go do something else, and come back. I think that's probably the best thing that, that working on aircraft ever did for me was, was allow me to apply that to my writing and not go, oh, shit, everything has to be this one project or nothing. Like, I can leave and come back. Now, sometimes you have to walk away for a minute to get the problem right. And so all these things are those threads of influence, right? All these things are, are those threads of what influences you. And we know this. I'm not breaking any new ground in here going, oh my God, thank you. I have influences everywhere. Things you've been through in your life and people you know and books, whether they're like the ones you write or not, and games and movies and music and places and sounds and tastes and all this stuff. We all know this stuff. This isn't new. The better question is, are we thinking about the other stuff coming into our head? And look, I don't mean, but before we go into this, let me caveat, because I know, <laughs> I know one person out there who will tell you to go, I, I know a few actually, will tell you to go on the low information diet. You don't need the news, just move forward, there's nothing you can do about it. And I disagree with that, I think it's bullshit. However... How much political news are you consuming, right? Last week's a great example. Like, how much were you actually taking in? You know, did you watch the debate? Did you watch the coverage of the debate afterwards? Did you watch the diagnosis? Did you, Like, how much are you taking in? And if you're taking in too much, then you're taking in too much. But here's the secret. Like, I don't know what that level is for you. Right? I know that there is a chemistry to creativity, right? to taking care of ourselves. 
this chemistry of creativity is a fine balance of different elements and forces, different ingredients. We have to kind of look at it that way. I don't know what the right formula for you is. I don't. But I know when we're talking about that chemistry, the influences part is huge. And indulging those and taking those moments and having those is big. For me, going on those walks is big. And I haven't done them as much because, you know, you get older and you can no longer justify sitting in a diner at 3 a.m. Because you got to be at work at 7. And if you have to listen to that guy talk, you're going to fall asleep. But that doesn't mean you don't find other ways to exercise those influences. You don't find other ways to let that stuff into your head. And you don't find other ways to get the stuff that's going to distract you and drive you nuts out. Because I've got news for you. The alt-right guy complaining, the political news, and the rage that you have is not always worth it when you get right down to it. That doesn't mean don't be pissed off and don't do things politically. That's not what I'm saying. It means do you and, and, and understand that your creativity is a part of you. And it's, it's a fine balance. And in a world where we're quarantined and shit shutting down everywhere and, and the world seems to be really closely approaching the brink, it can be hard to let shit go and to try to refocus yourself. And God, there's a whole industry of grift dedicated solely to the proposition of keeping you rapidly distracted and focused on them so you can watch the next YouTube video or the next shirt or buy the next shirt or do whatever the hell they do to make their living because it sure as shit isn't journalism. And it's not writing anything or creating anything. It's just complaining on fucking video. The point is, balance what's going into your head, right? Whatever that means to you. Be informed. I agree with that. But also let that creative facility go. Because if that thing gets plugged up, and, and maybe that's been part of my depression, is mine has been plugged up for a while. I feel more creative this morning than I have in a few years, guys. Like, I really needed to get back to it and understand that, like, observing and taking stuff in is really important. And I know this is super basic shit. But it's also usually the super basic stuff that, that will throw us all off. The really basic, simple, fundamental things are what will completely screw you up. So yeah, now I'm just going to make sure that I'm I'm looking around a little bit more. I'm letting influence hit me. I'm finding inspiration in the world. And that I'm digging where I want to dig. Because it's October. I love this month. I do. I'm not going to lie. I love this month. I love the season of fall. I love all this stuff. So I need to get in there and, and let that inspiration happen. This is one of those great seasons of inspiration for me. And I'm potentially going to waste it for what? I don't know, but if you don't have a good answer to that question, then you probably really are wasting it. So anyway, I'm going to kind of cut it here. Take take the time. Know your influences. Spend time with them. Let that all come in. I mean, you know, that's what matters in the end. Right, you know. I'm not going to go into the life coach. What are you putting in and what are you putting out into the universe? I'm not. I'm not going there. I've never been that guy. I'm just saying, if you have influences and things that drive inspiration for you and, and those moments, then go do that. Stop trying to over-engineer creativity, man. You, you were creative at one point in time, and you know why. And that goes for any endeavor, not just writing, not just art, but, but any honest endeavor. There was a state where you were happy, and you know why you were happy in that state. Try, stop trying to like metaphysically engineer your bullshit answer because somebody tried to sell you a program where they told you how to metaphysically engineer your fucking answer. Just, just let it go.
go on a walk and, and just watch the birds for a minute. Can't hurt, I promise. That's it. I know it's kind of a scattered rain thought. Like I said, inspiration struck on a different topic and we just moved. So for the time being, guys, I'm Matt, the working writer, and this is just one more confession. <laughs>